Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Your food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar. Harp on Sports, the bar podcast, media, audio, radio network. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Listen, style. I got a bar here, right? Presidente beer. I was at, oh, I can't remember where I was. Anyway, uh, it was last summer. I came across this. It is fantastic. It is a, I don't want to say a stronger version of Corona, because that's good beer too, but Presidente. Could work with a lime, lemon, whole nine yards. Good stuff. Mm. Damn, that's good. Presidente beer. For all of you listening to the podcast version of this instead of watching it. You're like, what's he doing? Presidente beer. Uh, happy Cinco de Mayo. Uh, today's show or today's podcast, uh, a little special side piece, pack it up, Zaren Rogers, backseat, and a perfect plan. As always, follow, share, like, at Harpon Sports, all the platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you know where to find her. Okay. We ready to roll? I think we are. Uh, Going to start off with this little special side piece. Saw today, at least, there was another no-hitter in baseball, right? Was it John Means of the Baltimore Orioles? Great. No-hitter. And I was sitting here thinking about this as that took place. Not special anymore. Not. So I'm going to do something here. I'm going to discuss with you things that were special in sports that aren't special anymore. Some of these are baseball. About half of them are baseball. Some are basketball. Okay. And some are football related. And some of them are really, really obvious, but here we go. So a no-hitter, John Means, oh, it's a no-hitter. Great. I remember when I was young, a no-hitter was a big deal. ESPN would cut in for a Nolan Ryan no-hitter. I remember when I was in high school, they cut in for a Kenny Rogers no-hitter. Oh, my gosh, there's a no-hitter going on. Somebody's got a perfect game. It was a gigantic deal. Now it's like, hey, guess what? No-hitter today. Hey, guess what? No-hitter today. No-hitter. It's too bad. It's too bad because no-hitters were a gigantic deal. Not so much anymore. Just a special side piece. It's 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 there. It's okay. So, you know, how do you bring that back? I, there was a long stretch there where we didn't have a no-hitter for like five years. During the steroid era, it was almost impossible to get a no-hitter. Remember, there's one time, I remember when there was a perfect game when I was a kid. Dennis Martinez threw it for the Expos. Dennis Martinez threw a perfect game. It was like, what, what's a perfect game? Oh, they don't happen very often. About every 10 years, it's like, Whoa! Not special anymore. Special side piece. It's, it's it's whatever, side dish. Not the main entree. So I was thinking about that in baseball. That was special. Something you don't see anymore. And, and it's too bad. Hitting streaks. Hitting streaks were special. Oh, my gosh. Hitting streaks were special. The hitting streak of my youth was Paul Molitor. Paul Molitor with the Brewers. What, did he get to 39? think Paul Molitor got to 39 with the Brewers when I was a kid. So that was a big deal. Man, that was a big deal. And not anymore. I remember Jerome Walton got to 30, Benito Santiago. You had guys that got, you know, Pete Rose when, I mean, I wasn't around yet. But Pete Rose, what did Pete get to 44 when he was trying to track down Joe DiMaggio? So it, it's one of these things that no hitter is not that special. It's just not anymore. Hitting streaks, not special. Baseball-wise, winning the division used to be a gigantic deal in baseball now as Something to be said. You only had four teams to make the playoffs. But winning the division, oh my gosh, it was a big deal. Eh, eh, mm. 
winning the division meant everything in football because you get to host games and what have you, but it's just not that special anymore in baseball. So hitting for the cycle, I, I guess, not near what it used to be. So a no-hitter by John Means just doesn't feel special anymore. It doesn't. How do you fix it? <laughs> you know, 20-win seasons used to be really special. And the fact that so many, so there are so few of them now that you think it'd be more special. Eh. Eh. So baseball's just going through this weird thing right now. And things that used to be a big deal aren't a big deal anymore. And, like, I'm not trying to take anything away from John Means. But it's like, oh, there's another no-hitter? Okay. Huh. Wow. They just they used to be so unique and such a such a cool thing. Not anymore. And, look, that's not the only sport. That's not the only sport where we've lost at least a special feel. Other sports, too. And not only that, but just sports in general – I remember when a shutout was a big deal in football. Shutout, big deal. Okay. Is it anymore? First of all, it doesn't happen very much, but I remember when a shutout was everything. Oh, my gosh, a shutout in football. He shut him out. Eh. Not anymore. And uh, <laughs> you don't see him very often anymore in, in particular plays, but onside kicks. I remember when a 1,000 yards was a big deal as a running back. Eh. Eh. And you'd think in this era with fantasy sports, it'd even be bigger. But to me, no hitters in baseball or, you know, in shutouts in football, it's just not unique anymore. It's just not. And, uh, you know, not only that with football, but college football, going to a major bowl game, winning a bowl game used to be special. It did. If I asked you who won the Citrus Bowl last year, can you tell me? It used to be big deals. Going to a major bowl game. Not it, it, special in terms of the payout, but not the accomplishment. Florida went to the or, or went to the um, Cotton Bowl this year and got drilled. And Dan Mullen came out and said, "Ah, we didn't really care." <laughs> wow, Cotton Bowl, not important. So all these things that used to be a big deal aren't a big deal anymore. It's too bad. And I, I guess that has to do with maybe getting older. Maybe it's it a big deal to kids anymore. I, I don't know. I remember it was a big deal when the ice cream truck came by when I was a kid. Here comes the ice cream truck. Pretty cool. Pretty neat. Is it anymore? Is the ice cream truck a big deal anymore? I don't know. Used to be as a kid. I, I, I <laughs> It's just kind of sad is what it is. So when I was sitting there looking at the news today, oh, John Means threw a no-hitter. Not even the number one story. Not even the number, a no-hitter in baseball. Not even the number one story in sports. That I, When I was young, that used to, that would lead the morning, that may even lead the news cycle the next day. By the way, I was trying to find things in baseball, because I don't know how many no-hitters there have been, how many perfect games. Something that's never been accomplished. Eight home runs in a game. Not so, Come on. I, I found something that's never been accomplished. That's a home run cycle. You know what a home run cycle is? Home run cycle is four home runs in a game, which has happened 15 times in Major League Baseball history. Home run cycle is a grand slam, three-run home runner, two-run home run, and a solo shot. Home run cycle. <laughs> Never going to happen, right? Never going to happen. Uh, some other things that special side piece, winning the Indianapolis 500 used to be a gigantic deal, not anymore. A no-hitter in baseball now is like winning the Indy 500. Eh. Eh. Used to be special. It's amazing, isn't it? Just absolutely amazing what's become of this. And 
You know, I, I was thinking about the NBA postseason, and we're about ready to get into the Stanley Cup postseason, and and, and things that used to be unique, and, and you know. Winning a playoff series used to be a big deal. If you were a coach and you are a team and you won a playoff series, like, okay, that's a successful season. Is it? Is it anymore? If the Celtics win one playoff season and get beat, is it successful? Used to be a big deal. Used to be a big deal. And then you can get into like the all-star game and baseball used to be a big deal. I think of all the sports, that one's still the most significant. That one still has the most cachet. Which is kind of sad. Kind of sad. Um, I'm sure there's other ones out there as well, but when a no-hitter takes place and it's the seventh story, it's like, okay, I, it's too bad. It really is, it's too bad. Uh, so from that to a little Aaron Rodgers story, Aaron Rodgers telling free agency he wasn't going to be back in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers coming out and saying he doesn't want to be there, comparing the general manager in Green Bay to Jerry Krause, who won six NBA titles, by the way putting the Bulls together, got Dennis Rodman right, uh, drafted Scottie Pippen, was able to bring in Ron Harper, uh, Steve Kerr. That guy kind of knew what he was doing. Uh, just because you don't like him doesn't mean he was bad at what he did. Yeah, You know, it's so interesting that Aaron Rodgers, this is, this is a disaster now in terms of public perception, but it's not a disaster in terms of roster structure. You know, did the 49ers tamper, did did... Denver tamper. They're going to file tampering charges. Should they file tampering charges? Sure, why not? Get draft pick out of it. Go for it. But what I thought was so interesting about all this with Aaron Rodgers, and he goes to the Kentucky Derby, Turd Ferguson, Jeopardy stuff, having a good time. Oh, okay. Aaron Rodgers is thinking about his life after football, which is fine, which is fine. However, if I were the Green Bay Packers, would this upset me? Yes. Uh, sabotaging free agents? Yes. Damage has been done, though. The damage with Aaron Rodgers, and it's been done. It's over. You can't you can trade him now and get what? The draft's 51 weeks away. Uh, you know, our te- teams aren't desperate for any, a quarterback right now. The best thing the Packers can do right now is nothing. Aaron Rodgers will never play another down there again. He won't. But if I'm the Packers, all right, fine. We're proceeding with Aaron Rodgers. If the Packers, I'd continue to say, hey, Aaron Rodgers is our quarterback. As much as every one of these stories comes out and he continues to embarrass this franchise, Aaron Rodgers is our quarterback. Okay. And he'll continue to do things and continue to look bad. Okay. Do you realize at this point, you know, it's like, oh, he's going to hurt his draft stock. No, somebody will take a chance on him. Somebody always will. Somebody give you two or three first-round draft picks for him. The best thing to do if you're the Packers is nothing. You want to complain? Go ahead and complain. You want to mope? Go ahead and mope. I can tell you who Aaron Rodgers has become. Aaron Rodgers has become Kobe Bryant after Shaq left. That's who Aaron Rodgers has become. Aaron Rodgers has become Kobe Bryant ever Shaq left. People forget, oh, Kobe, one team, one team. Kobe wanted out of L.A. He and Shaq had their fallout. They moved on from Shaq. And remember, there was a stretch there where the Lakers didn't do anything. They got bounced in the first round. They'd lose to the Suns. They'd get beat all the time. I think the Lakers, what was it, three years in a row? Four years in a row? They'd won three titles. Shaq came back. Um, or Shaq, they, they lose to the... Uh, Spurs in 02. In 03, they, well, 04 is the year that they lost to the Pistons. I take that back. 03, they lose to the Spurs. 04, they lose to the Pistons. And then that's kind of when Shaq and everything blew up. Shaq and Kobe didn't work out. Shaq goes to the Heat. Heat make it to the finals. They win the NBA title. Uh, Kobe's miserable for three years, and then he gets Paul Gasol, but he wanted out, and the Lakers had to, all right, fine. He, he made it a big public deal, and, and the Lakers just kind of, they waited it out. 
didn't have Twitter back then, didn't have the mess in social media that you had then. But Kobe Bryant in 2006, 2005, 2006 is what Aaron Rodgers is right now. And all you can do if you're the Packers is just kind of sit on it. You can't trade him. You can't right now. And you just wait it out, wait it out. And if he doesn't want to play, he doesn't want to play. He's under contract for three years. So what? Well, you got to get something out of him. You're not going to get any players out of him. You're going to get a draft pick. What difference does it make if you get a draft pick out of him now? We're going to get two firsts. Okay, well, what's the rush? To get him off the roster? It's funny how sports fans need closure. Sports fans need closure. That's why we got rid of ties in hockey, because we need closure. That's why we got rid of ties in college football, because we need closure. You can never have something now like Dallas, who shot JR, and have it carry over for a year. People lose their minds. If I'm the Packers, I just wait. I just wait. Cliffhangers in movies. You know, Empire Strikes Back. You could never do something in three years. Next one's coming out. What? Three years? You could never have cliffhangers. You just couldn't. Now they do it in seasons where they, they still put a little bow tie on certain seasons. I remember Game of Thrones, spoiler alert, when they killed Jon Snow, it's like, okay, well, geez, we got to wait nine more months before we get another one. We can't do that in sports. So it's like, oh, we got to move on from Aaron Rodgers. No, you don't. You just sit on him. Don't do anything. On the Packers, I wouldn't do anything with Aaron Rodgers. I really wouldn't. Twiddle my thumbs. Twiddle my thumbs. And, you know, this summer, if somebody comes along with a good deal, it's too good to be true. If the Texans, well, the Texans don't have any first-round picks, right? They traded them both away. If the Texans somehow will give you three firsts for them, if somebody offers you the world this summer, that's fine. But there is no rush to get this done. No rush to get this done. You're doing your homework on Friday at 5.30 p.m. in high school. You got, you got the weekend, baby. You got some time here. You got some time. Um, I was thinking about something else, too, is, you know, sporting events and, you know, talking about opening everything up, you know, full tilt and stadiums are going to be open up full capacity. And great. I'm, I'm looking forward to it as much as the next person. But I, I've said this time and time again, that there's a way to mesh and merge sports and life and sports and culture. There is. I actually have a couple ideas here, a couple ideas and not only just sports, but it's just things in general. Uh, Because right now I think we're on pace to get about 60% of American adults vaccinated, which is embarrassing. I mean, adults should know better, but come on. They should. My new favorite one is, I'm not getting the vaccine. I don't know what's in it. You don't know what's in a hot dog. You eat that. You look at the food ingredient label every time you eat something. You go to a restaurant, you know what's in there. Do you know, you know, they put about half a stick of butter in your food. That's why it tastes so good at a restaurant. You don't know. I don't know what's in that. Oh, there's things you're doing all the time. You don't know what's in it. Mm-hmm. I just think it's, it's just fascinating. It's like, I don't know what's in there. I don't know what's in there. If you're married, kiss your wife. Ladies, kiss your husband. You know everybody they kissed before you? No. I don't know what's in there. Oh, come on. They're by house? It's a good deal. Do you know who lived in there before the person that lived in there before? You know, come on. Come on. You ever get a good deal in a car? Yeah. Uh-huh. Why do you know the person that wasn't driving it before you was a drug dealer? Murderer. Ted Bundy. So the whole, I know, I'm not going to take it. I, I've come up with an idea, though. Okay? And unfortunately for responsible people, this is going to burn a bit. Because you did the right thing. I've got a couple ideas. I The NFL is doing this, too. I talked about vaccine vouchers on my last podcast. I got called a liberal for it. Whatever. Okay, I guess. I'm guilty then. Uh, vaccine vouchers where everybody that gets a vaccine with your card, you can get two tickets to a professional sporting event or 
let's say you're a season ticket holder to the Jaguars or Dolphins or whatever, that if you're already a season ticket holder, you get that much in value at the gift shop or the fan shop. I've got I've got a couple other ones too. There's a way to to get this done this summer. And unfortunately, it's going to be pandering and catering to the bottom 10%. I hate pandering and catering to the bottom 10%, but we need the bottom 10% in terms of intelligence to actually do these things so we can all get back on track. Here's what I would do. A couple of things. And then things for the rest of us, you know, people that are responsible adults. The first thing that I would do is starting June 1st, or we could retroactively do this May 15th if you want to. July 4th. July 4th, and you're going to need a bunch of artists to do this. You're going to need Jay-Z. You're going to need Beyonce. Beyonce, you're going to need Taylor Swift. You're going to need all sorts of music icons. George Strait, we're going to need you to come out of retirement. Country music is very, very important for this plan. Very important for this plan. I wanted to do it with sports, and I think giving away tickets. The NFL is going to give away some Super Bowl tickets, but that's a lottery. you got to do something that's tangible, right? Tangible. Money in the pocket, 50 bucks. Give you $1,000 cash right now. Uh, paying people, eh, it's nice. But this is what I would do. Instead of government, like for, for another bailout, I, I wish they would offer subsidies and, and, and do this for concerts. You can pay, pay these artists. Could you imagine Taylor Swift performing at Neyland Stadium in Knoxville? 106,000 people. But the only way you can come is if you're vaccinated. Free. Free concert, by the way. Free concert. Think about all your major college football stadiums. If you don't have a major college football stadium, NFL stadium then. But could you imagine the University of Michigan, 100,000 uh, seats, uh, the Rose Bowl, 100,000 seats, uh, Alabama, 100,000 seats. Could you imagine for one second if George Strait did a concert in Dallas, but the only way you could get tickets, you get them free, by the way, is if you got vaccinated post May 1st. You get two, you get two free, you get a free ticket. Free ticket to Taylor Swift. Free ticket to George Strait. Pick any artist. In Miami, you could do Jay-Z, uh, Beyonce. Just any, you got to line up. You got to find 25 or 30 major, major celebrities. And anybody that gets, you know, performers and anybody that gets a, a vaccine post May 1st, July 4th, we're going to do concerts across America. Concerts across the country. Every major stadium is going to have a major concert. Now it's tough to convince the Rolling Stones to come back, but that's the type of stuff you're doing, right? Because a lot of bands aren't on tour. Everybody does it, you know, and they can still sell their T-shirts. You get your soda pops and your beers and everything inside. But I do concerts across the country on July 4th. I had an idea where, okay, you get two free tickets to a sporting event. I talked about two tickets to an NFL game, and that's nice. But that's what I do. July 4th, across America, I do 30 concerts in 100,000-seat stadiums and venues. And... I mean, look, if you got your vaccine post May 1st, that's 3 million people, right? At 100,000 seats, and then do 33 stadiums. So you get to 100,000 seats. That's what I would do. Get us out of this. And for everybody that was responsible and got theirs before, look, I know it's it's going to cost a lot of money. It is, but it's cheaper than, you know, a $1,200 check. Um, post May 1st, you get free tickets to a concert. And look, you don't want to use them, fine. Uh, Pre-May 1st, two flights, two tickets anywhere in America. Over the course of, you have to spread this out, over the course of two or three years, you get two tickets, like airline miles. You get two tickets. Any domestic flight in America. You get vaccinated, you get two free tickets anywhere. You got to incentivize this now. You just have to. And it's not fair that the bottom 10% are going to benefit the most from it, but that's how we get back. That's how we get back. 
Think about it. When bars close down, who do they have to convince to leave last? Morons, right? Football stadiums, who do they have to convince to leave last? Get out of here. Get out of here. Who do they have to get? Smart people? Mm-hmm. Who do you have to keep off the roads at 2 a.m.? Intelligent people? So that's what I would do. So a little special side piece, a little pack it up with Aaron Rodgers and a perfect plan. Again, Harp on Sports, the bar, Harp on Sports, audio, media, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harp on Sports, harponsports.com. You know the drill. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Presidente beer. Check it out. It's pretty good stuff. Uh, remember, stay strong, stay clean, stay focused. Frankenstein, phone with your friends.